This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know where the best place to have breakfast is? Uh, yes, I do. How about a nice hot croissant? You are correct, sir. In fact, now at Burger King, you can get two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches for just $4. You heard me, two for $4. Croissant witch, only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Well, speaking of winners, we've got one on the line with us. Our first guest, Paul Warfield, is one of the greatest players in both Ohio State and NFL history. The 11th overall pick, the 1964 NFL Draft. Paul went on to play in eight Pro Bowls and win three NFL championships. He won his first title with the Cleveland Browns in 64. That one hurts. It was the Baltimore Colts. My Baltimore Colts. Wow. And then won back-to-back Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins in 1972 and 73. Remember the 1970s NFL All-Decade team? He averaged 20 yards per career catch and became a first-ballot Hall of Famer. He also won a national championship at Ohio State in 1961, and he's here today to talk about his days as a Buckeye. Paul, thanks for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure to be with you, gentlemen, this afternoon. Paul, you're from Ohio, becoming a prep football star in Warring at Harding High School. Was there any doubt that as an Ohio, as an Ohio kid you'd continue your football career at Ohio State? Well, uh, uh, most kids who grew up in Ohio, and certainly during that period of time, uh, were definitely going to, if an opportunity presented itself, be at the Ohio State University. Willie Hayes was a very persuasive negotiator, and the Buckeyes, of course, had... Uh, legendary status at that time, as they do to this very day. Most kids who were growing up in the state of Ohio were headed towards Ohio State. Uh, how did uh, uh, playing for Woody impact your, your career and your life? I look at uh, legendary Coach Hayes as uh, certainly uh, not only a great teacher of fundamentals in football, which certainly uh, was great preparation for me at the next level, but uh, more than that, he was a humanist and an individual who had great compassion, although using those terms are kind of hard for others outside of the state of Ohio to relate to when seeing him on the sidelines. But uh, uh, he's very, very interested in uh, all of the young men that he coached, uh, having uh, certainly an opportunity to transition from football into uh, whatever their careers were going to be. And he was very concerned about that. He's very concerned about country. He's very concerned about society and all of those things. We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver Paul Warfield on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And, Paul, speaking of uh, those Woody Hayes teams at Ohio State, you were in the same backfield with a couple other first-round NFL draft picks. It's Bob Ferguson and Matt Snell, of course, of the Jets. Were there ever not enough footballs to go around? <laughs> well, uh, Coach Hayes enjoyed what was called a fullback quarterback, ironically, oriented offense. Uh, it was from the OT formation uh, series, and uh, the fullback was the uh, featured runner in the backfield. It was the uh, old blood and guts, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, not particularly made for or suited for an individual of my dimensions uh, at that time. I was barely uh, 190 pounds, more like 185 pounds at, at six foot. And so I wasn't the grind them out kind of player, but Bob Ferguson was uh, uh, certainly perfectly suited for it. Uh, Matt Snell, 
also was in that back uh, backfield, and uh, he later, uh, of course, went on to play for the New York Jets and with their Super Bowl winning team, in which uh, Joe Namath made that uh, historic pronouncement of the defeat of the Baltimore Colts. Uh, uh, Matt Snell, ironically, had a great, great game. Matt was a big back, over 200 pounds, more like 220 pounds, six foot two, and uh, probably uh, adequately built for that style of offense. But uh, basically, Bob Ferguson did most of the running in that attack. Paul, you are one of the 77 first-round draft picks produced by the Ohio State University. Only Southern Cal has produced more. What makes Ohio State such a prolific supplier of NFL talent? Well, certainly um, great coaching, and Coach Hayes was there for uh, a number of years. And and uh, but even before Coach Hayes, uh, Paul Brown uh, coached there. And uh, during a period just before World War II, uh, went on to professional football after World War II ended. Uh, there's been legendary coaches, Coach Paul Brown, Woody Hayes, and in the modern era, of course. Now, Urban Meyer has come back home to the state of Ohio and Ohio State University, where in his earlier years he was a young coach on the staff of Earl Bruce. So I think it's uh, the fact that there's been great coaches who have produced great teams, and uh, they certainly uh, have the, uh, looked primarily in the area of the state of Ohio, where uh, high school football certainly doesn't necessarily rank second to none in this nation. Uh, certainly there are other great states that, such as California for scholastic football, as well as Texas and Pennsylvania. But the state of Ohio has had uh, a legacy in high school football that's second to none. What's your uh, favorite memory of the horseshoe? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, playing against the University of Michigan because uh, Coach Hayes indicated that um, uh, you're at Ohio State University, first of all, to get a fine education, but secondly, to um, play and beat the University of Michigan. And so uh, having that uh, opportunity to play against Michigan uh, during the three years of eligibility because uh, I came on the other side in which uh, a freshman were, no, were not eligible to play. Uh, in varsity competition, uh, I enjoyed uh, three uh, successive uh, years of beating the university, in which uh, two of them occurred at Ohio Stadium. Uh, then uh, had a maximum seating capacity of 82,000 people, but now it's well over 100,000 people. And uh, I was just down there this past uh, season uh, during their homecoming game against Northwestern, and uh, it's even a, a more different place to sit as a fan with uh, the additional 20,000 seats, uh, making it over 100,000 than it was uh, to play in there uh, years ago and when the seating capacity was 82,000. Hey, Paul, you just ruined Rick's day. He went to Michigan State. He breaks out in prickly heat anytime <laughs> anyone mentions Michigan. <laughs> well, I have great respect for uh, University of Michigan and uh, certainly, uh, ironically, I was at Ohio State when one of Woody Hayes' top assistance was uh, Glenn Edward, known as Bo Schindeckler. And uh, he was then a staunch Ohio State man, but he went on to greater legend and revitalizing that uh, great football tradition at Michigan. And uh, in addition to that, I have uh, a number of friends and associates uh, who are University of Michigan graduates, and uh, we kind of enjoy egging one another about certainly the rivalry. Paul, you were a two-time All-Big Ten halfback at Ohio State, halfback, who ran That's the ball far, yes. far more than you caught it. And you also played some mm -hmm. cornerback in college, but you became, of yes. course, as we know, a dynamic wideout in the NFL. 
When did that evolution to receiver begin? Well, ironically, it began uh, during a first uh, minicamp that I attended when minicamps were uh, nominal or new things in pro football. The Cleveland Browns uh, wanted to take a look at all of their draft choices for the year 1964, and so we were called in for all things a one-day minicamp. Of course, minicamps last anywhere from now from seven days to almost two weeks. But we were called in, and uh, uh, the Browns had drafted me as a cornerback in reality. But they knew I had played a little bit of what was considered to be wide receiver at Ohio State. And so uh, they decided uh, during the drills of the one-day minicamp to just take a look at me as a wide receiver. And a decision was made during that workout session that although they had drafted me with the intent of playing cornerback, that they were going to work me as a wide receiver. Now, I would like to add to that that uh, I had no experience. I really basically you know, knew nothing about what I was doing in terms of pass pattern running, running or any of that sort of thing. They arranged for a retired player by the name of Ray Renfro, who had been one of their outstanding receivers for many years, to come back to training camp and be my personal mentor. The fundamentals of what he taught me about pass pattern execution were relevant then as they are today. Well, he did a great job, and you were a great student, Paul. Hey, thanks so much for the time, and of course, thanks for the memories. Well, thanks for having me on. It's a great pleasure to reminisce and uh, talk about Ohio State, the NFL, and I greatly appreciate that. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. That was Hall of Fame receiver Paul Warfield. Up next, why another Dolphin? That would be offensive lineman Richmond Webb deserves more than he's gotten from the Hall. This is the Talk of Fame Network. This is 2015 Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.